I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. I first saw it over at um, New York Times, and then uh, I came across it again with Daily Mail. The, you hear a lot about the wealthy paying their fair share. The interesting thing is that America's rich, the rich people in the country, there's 140,000 millionaires across the nation. The rich are not who you think they are. There was a huge research project done, and and it was published in the New York Times. The typical rich American is the owner of a regional business, like an auto dealer, or an alcohol and soft drinks distributor. This is now a book. They said that while doing research for the book, the author, Seth Stevens Davidwitz, was shocked to discover that more than 140,000 Americans who earn more than $1.5 million per year get their earnings off of what is considered an unsexy business. Their gas station owners, their building contractors, their auto dealers, their drinks distributors. Business equipment, that's what they do. Or regional Ownership, if you own, you know, like a bunch of auto dealerships or if you own a bunch of like restaurant franchises, that's who these that's who the millionaires are. This kind of dovetails with a piece that I read a couple of years ago, and it was a Forbes piece that that got into the whole claim of inherited wealth and that maybe one percent of the rich people in the United States inherit their wealth. And it's like the Waltons. Uh, the Disney people, all that. But the vast majority, like 99% of them, are what would be considered nouveau riche. So back in the, you know, Regency, whatever, it's not even the Regency, well, maybe Regency era, that was, it was considered, new money was considered um, gross. It was, you know, the unwashed masses. You didn't have the pedigree of old money. And there was this, big back and forth struggle that Gilded Age uh, series actually explores that you know all of the the people who were building the railroads and the shipping magnets and all of this stuff they were considered nouveau riche Molly Brown during the days of the Titanic was considered nouveau riche it was actually looked down upon and in some ways I think it still kind of is because people have it in their head and I mean mostly leftists that People who are wealthy get it from someone. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, many people who are on the far left have this 
ideology that they can't imagine themselves earning or creating that much capital. But, you know, in reality, it, people are going out and earning that for themselves. And not and they're not all glamorous businesses. That's what I love what the survey does. They said that salaries don't make people rich nearly as often as what they they said that uh, they looked at the Census Bureau. Twenty percent of auto dealerships in America have an owner that makes more than one point five million a year. And the first point that he came across is rich people own things. They said that researchers found about three times as many make the majority of their income from owning a business as from being paid a wage. This is why business owners are so important in the American economy. And they said the average record store, like they were looking at over the years, like cosmetic stores and record stores and toy stores. One of the, now sidebar to this, I really want to see, because a lot of this is brick and mortar. I think one of the things that we saw with lockdown is businesses have changed a lot. Um, I know a lot of people like buy online. They did before even more so, you know, they did before the lockdown, but even more so after it, during it and after it. I'm really curious to, to see like people who do, um, like if they have a brick, kind of a brick and mortar, it would be like a pop-up store. But more often than not, they have like a warehouse. They'll just have a warehouse and then they set their storefront is online. I'm really curious as to how that, like specifically surveying those types of people and if that provides a lasting pathway to, you know, established earnings, established wealth. I, I think that's very interesting. But they were saying that clothing stores, cosmetic stores, you know, all of this stuff, that those, they last maybe on average about four years. Now, obviously, there's some exceptions, but on average, they last about four years. But they said the other thing that these people do they have these unattractive, they're considered by the public as being unsexy businesses, right? And they avoid ruthless price competition. Interesting. And they have state franchising laws with auto dealers, and they even have different regulations with drinks distributors. I went in and I was looking at beverage distributors. That's a, They make a lot of money. And I kind of feel like, why am I not in the beverage distribution game? Holy cow, they're making bank. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that they, they you know, probably were well up. Oh, my gosh. Now, what's fascinating about this is that the beverage distributors, they are protected by a system that was established after prohibition. So you have beverage companies that can't distribute the products themselves. So that's why you have the distribution, which is weird to me. I totally didn't even know this. So I went down this like rabbit hole last night. And I was reading all about this. It's fascinating. Very interesting stuff. But see, that's who, that, those are who the people that, that make the money. They're not the new, it's not, I think all the stuff that you see like on E and um, the stuff that you, you know, you see on the red carpets and that, that is, that's just Hollywood. That's not real life. The people who actually make the bank and it's lasting and it doesn't matter what's in the box office, it's these people. Fascinating stuff. Very interesting. All right, so you've been here before. Spring comes, and so do the big gardening ideas, and you buy plants, and you plant them, and before you know it, your dream yard is a graveyard. Luckily, FastGrowingTrees.com is here to give your yard a new life. FastGrowingTrees.com is the world's largest online nursery with expertise, care, and selection that you're not going to find anywhere else. The thing I love about FastGrowingTrees.com is their experts curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific 
specific climate, your location, and based on your needs. Based on your zip code, they can tell you what to buy and what not to buy. It's peace of mind for everybody that they take the guesswork out of it. Plus, there's no waiting in line and no messy cars from hauling plants all over town because you order online or over the phone. With plants shipped to your door in one to two days. Plus, their growing and care advice is available 24-7. And with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. Visit fastgrowingtrees.com slash Dana to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Dana. Start your spring with fastgrowingtrees.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so first up, this, uh, this is just not good for Russia. They've lost a third of their ground forces that were committed to Ukraine. According to the UK, the Russian military has lost a significant portion of its ground forces since invading nearly three months ago. The latest offensive has stalled. This is according to the UK's defense ministry. The consistently high levels of attrition are what they're dealing with. And they said that Russians have lost about 25% of their capabilities. Oh, boy. Does Putin know? Has anyone told Putin? Just wondering. Uh, Let's see. Also, the fighting. This is going to be some serious fighting amongst Democrats in New York because that congressional map has sowed absolute chaos from the Washington Examiner. The recently released draft of the redrawn New York congressional map has, spar- has just kicked off a war within New York's Democrats. It puts multiple members against each other in potential primaries. Top lawmakers in the state blasted the proposal. Um, in fact, what is it? Hakeem Jeffries said that it was total classic Jim Crow. Everything's Jim Crow. Uh, they said that the redistricting viciously targets historic black representation in New York, places four black members of Congress in the same district. And he's oh, actually his phrase was, quote, the tactic would make Jim Crow blush. Jim Crow blush. That seems like a real mess of whatever, but you know, this this is what Democrats did. Yeah, this is these are what Democrats do to each other. So if they're upset about it, or if they think that this some has something to do with any kind of Jim Crow, then the only people that they have to blame are themselves for this. Really, ultimately, that's that's really it. The U.S. Soccer Federation has agreed to a milestone deal to pay men's and women's teams equally, even though men's get more ratings, so much more ratings. And matching the World Cup prize money, the first in the sport to do so. They can do whatever they want, but there was a lot of of weeping and gnashing of the teeth about this by some of the women's players, except they did not get the ratings that the men did. They didn't move units of merchandise that the men moved. They just, they, and that's what it's all about. It's all built on ratings. And not to say that they didn't have an audience, but it wasn't comparable to that of men. And men also win more. So... If this is what they want to do, the Soccer Federation wants to do, they can do it. But it's just, I just think that everything that was predicated upon was bunk. And last but not least, U.S. trade deficit with communist China is climbing. Yeah, this is, it's not free trade. We're subsidizing commies. Stick with us. We got more in store back after this. So a few other things. I have to tell you, I have this as a headline later on. It's in my, it's in my quick five headlines. Um, and I want to get to it really bad. I also want to get to this um, University of Illinois. Let me do this one first. University of Illinois, Chicago, they want to ban the word obesity because they says they say that focusing on size is somehow rooted in racism. I, I know. They said that 
they published a health brief written by a woman named Amanda Montgomery, and it addresses the weird stigma and fat phobia in public health. I don't think it's fat phobia. They say that focus on body size is racist. They said that a majority of societies actually favored larger bodies. Oh, my gosh. I think that's also, I think what she's saying is racist. There's a difference between being overweight and then being morbidly obese. Big difference. Again, people are trying to conflate the two. And, of course, it's a white socialist that's writing this. I just have to put this out. That's literally who wrote this. It's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed chick who wrote this. Just saying. So you don't want minorities to be healthy? Is that what you're saying, Amanda? So <laughs> it's what it sounds like I'm reading right here. Good heavens. Now, one other quick thing. Like I said, I had this in my headlines. I'm fascinated by this. It's a weird headline. Uh, I saw it from San Francisco Gate. It says, Hawaii's waging a war on aggressive chickens. And the chickens are winning. I think this is hysterical. The AP reported that in the past two months, the city and county of Honolulu set traps in five areas. They caught 67 chickens, costing $7,000. That's $104 a bird. They said, wait, you're laying traps? Why not? I would go out and literally grab one of them. I mean, I'm thinking eggs. I'm thinking hot wings. This is what I'm thinking of. You know, I'm thinking of like chicken tacos. I'm thinking of this stuff. Now it's $104 a bird to catch these chickens. And they say that it's, it's expensive because people are vandalizing and stealing these traps. And they're trying to figure out a cost-effective solution. I cannot believe that they have to figure out a solution to this. It's food that is walking around clucking. Get it. They say that uh, residents co- complain that they're, they're damaging their properties. They obstruct roads. They roost in mango trees. And they make loud noises from dawn till dusk. I, f- I feel like they need to send me out there to get them. I'd chase one of them things down. I'll wear gloves. I'll chase one of them down. Man, I will. I'll take care of it. I'll come back weighing like 50 pounds more than I did going out there. It's food. It's free food. I'm just watching it. Just watching. They said it needs to be corrected. This reminds me of the story, which is a very real story about the Great Emu War in Australia and how Australia literally had a battle against emus. It started as this nuisance wildlife management project, and they had to get the military involved. And the emus are kind of, they're kind of like ostriches in, a, in some way. They're, they're these big, goofy-looking, flightless birds, and they're indigenous to Australia. So soldiers actually had to go out and, like, try to kill these birds because they were destroying crops. They were doing all kinds of stuff. This was after, uh, this was like a right, actually right around the Great Depression. And there were like somehow, there were like 20,000 emus. This was out in Western Australia. They were killing the crops. They were ruining fences. Uh, I mean, just it was bad. So they had to get the military involved. And that's why they, it's not wouldn't really a war, but they called it that. They had to get the military involved. And they did not win that battle. Uh, it did not go well for them. And it reminds me, the Hawaiian chicken war reminds me of the Great Emu War of Australia. It's just very interesting. And that was in 1932. You should look it up because it's, I just think that there's better, there's a lot of examples of bad wildlife management from governments. I'm just saying, let the hot wing fans handle the chicken problem in Hawaii. That's all I'm saying. It's his life mission 
to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I have a couple of things here to get into. Um, Where do you even start? So there was, uh, this is in Tampa. This is Tampa Free Press. A Florida man and an ape mask and a female partner were arrested after busting a laundromat coin machine with a sledgehammer. And the female wore glasses and had a Don't New York My Florida t-shirt on. The guy was identified as Michael Rowe, 33, smashed the coin change machine on the wall with a sledgehammer. He got eighty or $800 in cash, $800 in cash and change from the machine. The woman, Taylor Farrell, could be heard yelling out to him, We gotta go, you've been in here too long. And then they got into a blue mercury marquee and they fled the scene. And they were totally caught. I mean, the guy thought, I guess, that he could wear a Halloween costume. It was not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You're not going to just, especially because she is, she was looked very visible in the CCTV footage. Just, I don't know why people do this, but they did. Uh, also, this, a uh, couple of other ones. A uh, woman was arrested, charged with felony battery, after she threw lettuce at someone. So it's in St. Petersburg. She used a bag of lettuce. It was a fight on Saturday morning, Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. They said that Barbie Killup went to a man's house and began yelling at him to get out of the house. He told her to shut up. And in response to that, Killup threw a bag of lettuce at the man, hitting him in the chest. The affidavit said there were clear signs of alcohol influence in the incident. She had been previously convicted for battery in 2011. A bag of lettuce? Man, I'm telling you what. There's, this is so... It's crazy. Uh, let's see here. A couple of other things. The uh, one Florida man was arrested uh, after he rammed a trooper's car. Mount Dora, Florida. Florida. This Florida man is being held in Lake County Jail, $3,737,000 bond for several charges. He drove recklessly through a construction zone, fled Florida Highway Patrol, and then rammed the trooper's car. All happened on a Sunday night. He's driving his Chevy pickup truck. The driver, later identified as Benton Smith, he uh, intentionally reared the end of the trooper's car. Uh, and, of course, his truck began to spin out of control because he kept, he just was, this was bad. Uh, and he, it was bad. This whole thing, like they, apparently he was doing all these tricks in a parking lot and stabbing the throttle and spinning the truck. I didn't know he could spin a truck like that. And he kept backing up and trying to hit the trooper's car over and over again. So he was arrested for aggravated battery and law enforcement officer fleeing and eluding threats against a public servant, reckless driving and resisting an officer without, without violence. I don't know. I kind of think that purposefully hitting them with your car means that they're probably being violent. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.